Uh, everybody say, let us pray. Today we continue in our, our, our really church-wide campaign, not just Sunday morning series, uh, on let us pray. With that in mind, uh, uh, let us pray. Amen. Father, we thank you today for the opportunity to come into your presence. And Lord, we pray and we seek your face. We call out to you. And we thank you that you're going to hear us. We thank you, Lord God, that uh, you're uh, endeavoring to revolutionize our prayer life in these few times and days together uh, as we talk about prayer and how it makes a big difference in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I want you to turn to two passages and hold your place there. We'll get there in a moment. Matthew 18 and Acts 4. Everyone say Matthew 18 and Acts 4. Just, just kind of find your place there. And while you're doing that, I want us to look at our keynote verse that by this time I know everyone has memorized. I know you've got it memorized by now. If not, you still have a chance. That's okay. You can pop it up there, Ike. That's great. Uh, and let's read it together while you're even looking for your other verses. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. all together. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and forgive their sin, and heal their land. What a promise from God, if, if we the people of God. In fact, that phrase or that word, my people, means my tribe, my family, those who are connected and related to me. Uh, and then notice something else for today's context. Notice the plurality, if you will, of this directive. It says, if my people, that's not if my one person, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Everyone say themselves. And then it says, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then he would hear from heaven and forgive whose sin? Their sin and heal whose land? their land. And so just keep that in mind as we press forward. Let us pray, as I said, is a 40-day church-wide campaign stuck between Mother's Day and Father's Day uh, that hopefully will radically revolutionize our life at the place of prayer. Uh, and so uh, that's what the purpose is all about. Everyone say, let us pray. Help me out, Ike. I'm moving fast on you. Let us pray. It's a 40-day church-wide campaign to to radically revolutionize our prayer life or our life with God at the place of prayer. Let me pause and testify. As a young man, even before I was uh, uh, married and, and started having children and building a family, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and me and some friends, we began to learn how to pray. And we began to pray and we began to seek God. And we would, God would in fact uh, move upon us by the Holy Ghost to come to church at odd hours and begin to pray. And I would get there thinking, well, I'll just stand in the parking lot or something. And I would r arrive at some weird odd hour and there'd be two or three or four of my friends. God had spoken to them and we would come together and we would pray. And, and we learned about the power of prayer. And it radically revolutionized our walk with God and our, our ministry and the things we do. And I want you to catch the reality of that. And I feel here today that many of us need a reformation at the place of prayer. We need a revolution and a reformation in our life at the place of prayer. We need to get back into real good, tight, uh, loving, worshiping relationship with God Almighty at the place of prayer. Somebody say amen. And that's what we've been talking about. Now, last week, if you missed last week, I want to encourage you to get online and catch up. We talked about how to prepare your life for a personal prayer revolution. We looked at Matthew 6. Interesting thing, Matthew 6, Jesus said, this is how you pray. But he, he says, when you pray this way, this is interesting. Your father who sees in secret will reward you openly, Matthew 6. In other words, hey, when God's looking down, we all want God to hear our prayers, right? Well, Matthew 6 says God sees some things that cause him to answer our prayers. And this is what last week's big idea was all about. That's why all of us need to get a hold of it. There are some things God wants to see in us before he can rightly respond to what he hears from us. 
Now that was last week, and if you missed last week, you really need this because there's some things God wants to see in us before He can righteously respond to what He hears from us. If you got that in your head, say, I got it, Pastor Sam. And so we've got to prepare our life, and that's what last week was all about. Uh, now this morning is not a big preaching moment. I'm, not going to, I'm, I'm going to share some things with you, but it's not a big preaching moment. I want you to catch this pretty quick, but it is a church-wide prayer moment. We're going to do some praying this morning. How many of you think God answers prayer? Amen. So put that in your head, get that in your mind, because in just a few moments, we're going to begin to have some corporate prayer. In fact, I've got four different uh, 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 prayer teams, if you will, are going to come and pray over four separate but yet uh, vitally connected prayer uh, uh, goals that we have here at Church on the Rock North uh, during this 40-day uh, time of revolutionizing our prayer life. And so that's where we're headed in a moment. With that in mind, I want to introduce that prayer moment or the, the prayer moment that we're about to have together uh, just by talking about it for a moment and talking about the power of corporate praying, the power of agreeing prayer. If you're in Matthew chapter 18, I want you to look carefully at verse Oh gosh, let's uh, look in verse 18, Matthew 18, 18. I'm going to read three verses and comment briefly. Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound where? And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed where? In other words, there's the capacity of heaven to touch, pardon me, earth to touch heaven. And he's talking about prayer here. And so... Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, our prayers make a difference. Everybody say that. Prayers make a big difference. And he goes on to say, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Jesus is teaching the power of corporate praying, agreeing prayer, coming together in agreement and praying together over circumstances and situations of our life. And so uh, if you've never done that, if you've just always been a loner at the place of prayer, then you're missing a big part of God's capacity to answer your prayers because Jesus is teaching us the great value, the importance, and the priority that as we agree together at the place of prayer, God will go to work for us. Our Heavenly Father will go to work for us uh, in, in heaven. And so earth can touch heaven, then heaven touches earth. And it's all because we come together in agreeing prayer. Somebody say another amen. And so it's a powerful part of praying. Let us pray. Everybody say, let us pray. And by the way, that needs to become the mantra of our life. In fact, Beverly and I have been putting it into practice more and more just when we begin to discuss things. We're, we're just about to start the remodel of our, our home there in Lumberton that's been a rent property for many, many years. I've been the demo man. I want you to be in the loop here. I've been the demo man since May 1st. I've been demoing things. Man, I'm good at tearing things up. If you need me to tear something up at your house, I know all about it, okay? I had the greatest joy the other day. I got up in the attic and started kicking out the ceiling. I'm telling you, it was kind of fun. I'm telling you, you bop that sheet rock and just fall to the floor. I'm glad Beverly wasn't in there with me, but man, it's fun. Then I had to clean it all up. I'm the demo man. Uh, and so we're we've been busy with that. Uh, but even in that, we've looked, there's decisions we need to make. Beverly doesn't like uh, making decisions in a hurry, but we're going to have to begin making some colors and styles and things. Even in though on that level, we've been looking at each other and saying together, let us pray. Everybody say, let us pray. In fact, I want to encourage you that wherever you're at, in fact, the Bible says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Everybody look at somebody and say, let us pray. That should be the mantra of our life. We should, we should engage God at the place of prayer. Uh, and so, and, and when we agree together, big things happen. Let me show you four things here from this verse uh, 18, really verse 19. It's four A's, not triple A, but quadruple A. Let me show them to you just to give you a little biblical strength here about this verse. He says in verse 18, he says again, everyone say again. 
Now, look, uh, pardon me, verse 19. He says again. Now, uh, what he just said there was a re of reinforced emphasis of the first word of verse 18, where he said assuredly. Everybody say assuredly. How many of you know when God says you can be, you can rest assured about this. He means what he says and he says what he means. He said, this is not, this is not maybe so, maybe not. This is not rock, paper, scissors. This is assuredly. Somebody say assuredly. And so this, this verse 19, where he says, again, I say unto you, he's basically saying, you know, I just said assuredly, let me affirm to you again, assuredly again, I say to you. And so he's reaffirming in two verses the, 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 the reality that, that, hey, this is a law of the spiritual universe. Again, somebody say again, assuredly. And then he says, Again, I say unto you, if two of you agree, everyone say agree. Now that word is powerful. It means this. It means to come into harmony together. Today our worship team sang some harmonies. They came in harmony together. And that's what prayer is all about. And in just a few moments, hopefully, we're going to come together in harmony over some, over four key areas of our church family. And we got to harmonize. In other words, we got to catch what God is leading us to do and say, I'm in agreement with that. I'm standing in agreement. In fact, just a few moments, Jim and Trish are going to come and lead us. And I'm going to ask you to stand. And here's what I want you to do. Not just listen to them pray. I want you to agree with them at the place of prayer. And we're going to come together in agreement at the place of prayer. We're going to come in harmony together. And the assuredly of God is going to go to work in our behalf. Somebody say amen. And it's harmonizing together. And when it gets to heaven, ooh. In fact... Isn't there something in Scripture that the prayers of the saints, by the time they get to heaven, they're like incense to God? And so we're going to invade heaven. Heaven is going to hear us. Our Heavenly Father is going to respond to us. And, and, and the assuredly of God is going to be made manifest. Again, I say unto you, if two of you agree, come in harmony together, as touching, there's the third A, everyone say it, anything. Everyone say anything. Now that sounds a little, in fact, some of you are going now, Pastor, I know that's not true because I've prayed for things and anything didn't happen for me. The thing that I was asking God for has not happened. Well, we don't know the timing of God, but let me give you the big picture here. How many of you want the big picture? Everybody say, I want the big picture, Pastor. Let me tell you something. Anything doesn't mean everything. If your boss told you, here's the... Here's the, uh, and, and y'all were on the job site and you needed something from the hardware store or from Lowe's or Home Depot. I love those places. And he gave you the church credit card, the church credit card, pardon me. He gave you the company credit card. And, and he said, hey, now you know what we need. If you need, when you're there, if you see anything we need, anything, just get it. Whatever. In fact, that's the rule here. You know, if you're on the job side, here's the church card. Anything you need, you just get it. You got the picture? And so, guy gets the company card, goes to Home Depot, Lowe's, and he starts picking up the stuff he needs for the task. And then he looks and he sees this wonderful backyard lawn furniture. Man, he said anything. How many of you know anything doesn't mean everything? Anything means whatever it takes to get the job done. And listen, when Jesus was talking to the church here and about the power of agreeing prayer, he was not talking about anything you want. He was talking about whatever it takes to get the job done. Are you with me? Say amen. Everyone say anything doesn't mean everything. And then he says this, the fourth A, he says this, uh, he says, uh, if two of you agree concerning anything that they shall ask, everyone say ask. Jesus taught us to ask. Did you know the devil's trying to keep you from asking God things? 
Did you know the enemy wants to keep us from praying? He wants to keep us from asking. In fact, he taught us to ask. In fact, the scripture teaches that he knows what we need before we even ask, but he still taught us to ask. How many of you know, we know our kids need things, but it's nice if they will ask. Are you with me? It's good that they would ask. We know they need food, but it's nice that they ask. It's nice that they come and say, Mom and Daddy, may I have this, please? And you say, you certainly may. Uh, And so uh, Jesus taught us to ask. Matthew 6, when you pray, uh, give us this day our daily bread. He wants us to ask. James 4 verse 2 says that we have not because we ask not. Whoa. Some people actually believe it's unspiritual to ask God to bless us. I think of uh, uh, um, Jabez, the prayer of Jabez. H- how many of you ever heard of the prayer of Jabez? Just Google Jabez, J-A-B-E-Z. Look it up. There's one verse about Jabez. It says about Jabez that Jabez prayed a dynamic prayer. He said, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that I might not cause pain. And the next phrase is, and God granted him his request. That's all it says about Jabez. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that you that, that uh, I might not cause pain, that you would bless me and supernaturally bless me. And hey, God granted him his request. Everyone say, assuredly. Everyone say, agree. Everyone say, anything. Everyone say, ask. You see, we're going to ask God for some things. And I believe what we're going to ask God for in just a few moments are the, are the, the any things that we need as a church family to accomplish the kingdom purpose that he has for us. You see, I'm not just here preaching to you. I'm, I'm talking to you. We're agreeing together. We need to let God stir us at the place of prayer and begin to cause us to come to him in a great way and begin to call out to him with great fervor and authority and faith in our hearts. And so with that in mind today, turn to Acts chapter 4. I want to talk to you just for a moment as we get ready to pray together. I want to talk about the pressure to pray. Prayer pressure. Everyone say prayer pressure. That's what Acts 4 is all about. There was pressure in the church, the early church, that caused them, that pressed them, if you will, to the place of fervent God kind of answering prayer. And I'll share that with you in just a moment. Acts chapter 4, where the persecution and the pressure began to mount in their life. We're going to read that in just a minute. But let me give you a little preface to this. Jesus said in John 16, in verse 33, I think he said, he said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good courage, I have overcome the world. The word tribulation means pressure. Jesus promised us that in the world, you're going to have pressure. Everyone say pressure. Oh, some people don't like, some people don't do good under pressure. Don't pressure me. You ever said that? Don't pressure me. Beverly's going to probably say that when we have to make some color choices. Don't pressure me. I said, I won't, but uh, somebody else will. Uh, it's going to, we're going to have to be pressed to a place of decision. And the first century church were pressured to the place of, of corporate and agreeing prayer because of the, 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 the resistance, the religious resistance. Here's the story. You ready? The story is this. The Holy Spirit falls on the first century church. Thousands of people are born again. People are coming to Christ in record numbers. I'm talking about thousands. It was making a, a, a huge stir in the religious world. And people began to hear about this new church and about these people and about Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit being poured out and the church is born. And people are being added to the church daily. And man, there was great power and authority. And Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray in Acts chapter 3. And there was the man who was, was lame from birth, I believe. He's begging alms. He can't walk. And he's asking for a handout uh, there by the temple gate. And Peter and John stopped. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such that I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And he lifted him up and he was immediately healed. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. And man, I'm telling you, it created a stir in 
the city. And the pressure began to mount. Listen, when power is released, the enemy creates pressure against us. In fact, the religious leaders called them in and they threatened them. Let's look at it together. Let me show you this verse in Acts 4, verse 17. It says this, after they were called in on the carpet, carpet, verse 13, by the way, it says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they'd been with Jesus. And they recognized in verse 16 that a notable miracle had taken place. But look in verse 17. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them, there's pressure, that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them to not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God you judge, for we cannot speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people. In other words, there's some positive peer pressure going on. Since they all glorified God for what had been done, for the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. So there's pressure. Everyone say pressure. And this pressure did something supernatural. How many of you know what the devil means for for evil? God will turn around for good. In fact, a lot of times God allows pressure even from without. And sometimes even God will pressure us to put us to a place where we need to be to do something we would never have done, to be able to accomplish something we would have never accomplished had not we been pressured in a moment. Listen, when you become a Christian, it doesn't mean pressure is over. It means you know somebody who can help you through the pressure. Amen. Woo. We got some people like that. I'll try. I'll start over and see if you want to join in. I'm telling you, I'll see if I can even remember what I'm saying. Hey, pressure's going to come. It doesn't mean, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to experience pressure. Being a Christian means when you experience pressure, there's one who will show up in the midst of it to help you through it and help you get over it and accomplish what he's called you to accomplish. Amen. (laughs) And so here we see this first century church. What do they do? It says, being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. Verse 24, focus in on this. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, stop and look up. When they heard the pressure... They responded rightly to the pressure. Listen, most people react to pressure and not respond to pressure. And, and listen, this is, this is key for us. When you're under pressure, you cannot be reactionary. You cannot be fearful. You cannot, you cannot fret or foam. You've got to respond correctly to the pressure that you're experiencing. And if you and I respond correctly, then we can see God go to work supernaturally in our midst. And so when they heard that, in other words, hey, you know what they did? When they heard that, they said together, basically looked at each other, well, let us pray. Everybody say, let us pray. And they began to pray. And I love this prayer. Man, I'm telling you, this was not a prayer warrior prayer. This is a prayer warrior prayer. When they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. There's that phrase, one accord, in harmony together and said, Lord, you are God. Now, I want to tell you something. i got to stop right here. I told you I wasn't going to preach much, but when I start reading this, it's hard not to. The first thing they recognized and they, they declared in the midst of their pressure that God is God. How many of you know God's a big God? He's bigger than all your problems. He's bigger than all our circumstances. He's bigger than all the pressure we may experience. They said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David said, now he's quoting Old Testament uh, about the pressures that, that come against those who love God and against God. Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. In other words, that what they we're saying at the place of prayer, we understand this is biblical. This is just the way it happens. 
For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand, your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your bondservants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders might be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, everybody say that with me. And when they had prayed, everyone say it out loud, uh, boldly together. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together. Everybody say we're better together. The place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke the Word of God with boldness. You see, their pressure pressed them to a place of corporate prayer. Their corporate prayer pressed them to, put to the place of continued progress and advancement of the kingdom. Because they said, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. You keep doing what you're doing. We'll keep doing what we're doing. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit came upon their agreeing prayer. I'm telling you, when God agrees with what we're agreeing about, the Holy Spirit will fall and the power of God will come upon us afresh and anew. And the anointing of God will come upon us afresh and anew. And we'll all be filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Amen. Whew, I love that. You see, this pressure, they responded rightly. The pressure was that they speak no further. You see, this was the opportunity for the devil to kill the church. To just stop it in its tracks. But it was almost like trying to, it was like pouring gas on the fire in a sense. They tried to put it out with the wrong stuff. And it just began to expand and grow and the church began to blossom and increase and people began, man, people continued to hear the word of God and thousands of people continued to be born again because they responded rightly at the place of prayer. Now, this was a defining moment for the first century church. Everyone say defining moments. I want to tell you, all of us in our own lives come to defining moments in our life. I've had a few in my life. I've had a few defining moments and, uh, where God did great things in my life and, 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 and changed the course and the direction of my life. And all of us have defining moments and churches have defining moments. And many times it's because of pressure from without and maybe even pressure from within. And so this church responded rightly to the defining moments that pressed them to the place of prayer and that place of agreeing prayer, faith-filled, God-honoring, devil stomping. I'm telling you, get behind me devil kind of praying. Press them to a whole new day of, of kingdom success because of the power of corporate praying. Are you with me? Say amen. And so the, with that in mind, our church is no different than any other church. We've all had defining moments. There's some great defining moments. In fact, did you know in August, the end of August is our 20-year anniversary? I think that ought to be some form of defining moment. We've made it 20 years. In fact, there's just a few people who have been here for the entire 20 years. Uh, my family, I, I see Tiffany. Any, 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 any lifers here, 20 year, anybody, just a few, raise your hand. Tiffany, uh, uh, God there, Rebecca. I, just a few, have been here for the entire 20 years. Uh, that's a defining moment. But it began back 20 years ago when Pastor Ron, or 21 years ago, when Pastor Ron and Church on the Rock North uh, had a call from God to come up here. And Pastor Ron will tell you the story. This place was, was empty. There was glass busted out. And they walked in. In fact, they looked around and the glass was busted out. One of the deacons said, well, the glass is busted out. Why don't you just walk in and look around? And so they walked in and about 30 seconds later, like many of you have experienced, the alarm went off. Whoop, 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 whoop. So they ran back out like little kids. But over 20 years ago, they got a vision to birth a church. That was a defining moment in, in our church's history. The, the, the vision was birthed. And, and, and so then another defining moment for Beverly and I when we, when we said yes to come be the pastors of this church. 
Other defining moments in our church have to do with this facility. We had rented this facility for a number of years, and and, uh, financially we've always been challenged because of this facility, but it's the hand that has been dealt us, so we've had to do what we need to do to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. It has been a challenge, but it's been 20 years, and we're still here. Somebody say amen. And so the challenge was, we're leasing this, but, and, and we, we, we would love to have bought it, but we were not at a place where banks were loaning anything to churches, and especially us. Uh, and one day, uh, the owner, whose name is John Trainer, John Trainer, I don't know if he's still alive, but he owned it. He's a very wealthy man. Uh, and uh, one day, we were meeting in our office, and I knew why it was here. The lease was up. He was about to go up on the lease. And so I determined that I was not going to let him go up. And if he went up, I was moving out. You may or may not know this, but it was a defining moment. It surprised me. It shocked me. He had always said, I'll never, I can't own or finance this building. I'll never be able to do it. uh, And and I'm just not going to do it. And so we're sitting in the office, Pastor Ron, and, and I began to talk to him. And my, my key word that just came out of my mouth, I'm just frustrated. I kept telling him, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. Uh, I thought we were going to be able to buy this by now, but I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. In about 15 minutes, he began to realize I was very frustrated. Uh, and, and in fact, I said, and Brother John, I didn't call him Brother John. I said, John, if you're going to go up on us on our lease, we're going to begin to look for a place because I'm just frustrated. This has just been so frustrating to me. I'm just a frustrated pastor, frustrated. And John began to think, I think the guy is frustrated. And he jerked up the phone. It was for the days of cell phone. He jerked up the phone. And he called his finance guy. He said, is there any way we can finance this building for these folks? Uh, and he talked about three minutes and he hung up. He said, we'll finance it for you. I just don't want you to be frustrated. <laughs> and Pastor Ron looked at me and went, <gasps> and so that began this story. And then I realized, oh my gosh, maybe I was too frustrated. And then there came a day when we needed to refinance the building and, and, and get a better deal, and we worked a deal, and we got refinanced, and, and this was all still just a big warehouse, and the guy who was the primary, uh, the representative of the primary lender, uh, he stepped up. If you go up these stairs out there, they're covered up now. You can, there was a little balcony you could look at. He said, what's your plans for this? And I said, well, our plan is our new sanctuary. Uh, can you see it? He said, well, I kind of can. And, and he said, well, how much would it cost? I said, well, our preliminary figures are about three hundred fifty. to put this all together like this. He said, okay. He said, man. He said, I kind of think that many times we loan people, churches not enough money, uh, but we frustrate them by not giving them what they need to accomplish what they did. I said, well, okay. He said, well, I'd like to visit with you about this. Now, you got to remember, we're about two weeks from closing on our refinance. He was just coming to make sure this building was really here, and I was who I said I was. And he looked up and he said, well, I'd have to have updated financials. I said, they're in my office, printed up by our CPA. I got all that for you. He said, well, I'd have to have a running budget. I said, it's in my office. You can have it. And so I gave him all that within 30 seconds. I ran to my office and he called me back. Beverly and I can tell you where we were. We're in Green, Texas, standing under the, the water tower at the grist mill, about to go in with eat with Sonny Knatzer and Susan Knatzer and Dr. David Shiblin and his lovely wife, Naomi. And this guy calls me. He said, hey, we decided we want to give you enough money not only to refinance your building, but to uh, build your sanctuary. And I went, okay. Then I hung up and said, what have I done there? Was that a good thing or a bad thing? But we believed it was a good thing. And, 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 and so those are defining moments in our church. And today we're in a defining moment because you, you got to be honest with, I got to be honest with you. The reason we did this is because we have and still do have and had expectations of, of numerical growth, kingdom advancing growth. But we are not where we thought we would have been 20 years. I had a 20 year plan that has not worked out the way I thought it has. And in fact, in some ways we've gone backwards. And that's just the reality of where we are right now we're in a defining moment about the future of our church are we going to press forward or are we going to fade backward you see the first century church had that choice as well they looked at their lives and they looked at their futures and they realized man we've got to press forward and they leaned into God somebody say leaning into God they leaned into him in faith and began to pray together And God did a supernatural miracle in their midst. And that's why we're here this morning. Because God wants us to pray together. And I want to give you four thoughts 
that we need to begin praying over. In fact, you're going to hear about these four prayer directives. And you, can, you need to write these down because these are your prayer directives. These are our prayer directives, at least for the next 30 days. And we're going to, well, I mean, we're going to walk through these at the place of prayer. We're going to talk more about them. We're going to ask God for them. And the first one is this. It's a renewed commitment. Because let me tell you something, we're at, we're at a pressure moment. We're, here's our defining moment. It's an, we're at an absolute necessity to move forward and not backwards. That's our, that's our defining moment. We're at a moment where we must go forward in every way as far as the church family, and we cannot move backwards. We cannot digress. This is a defining moment. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, we're in a defining moment. Have you ever been in a defining moment in your family? Have you ever had crises or circumstances in your family and you realize if God doesn't show up in this moment, we're gonna, we're, we're good, we could have some problems here. Are, have you ever had, has anybody ever had one of those where you realize there, hey, this is not optional. We've kind of rolled the roller coaster here a little bit. Now it's time something began to change. They're defining moments that come in our life. And that's the way it is in our church families. And so let me give you these four prayer directives and then we're going to pray. Are you ready to pray? I hope you're ready to pray because God hears the church when they pray together and they come together in agreement. The first one is this, a renewed commitment to start growing together. Spiritual growth. Ephesians 4. You can read it later. It talks about the five-fold ministry and the church coming together. Everybody say, we're better together. Look at your neighbor and say, we're better together. In fact, we need one another more than ever before. And the church needs to begin to grow. We used to say it this way. Growing people grow people. Growing people grow people, and we've got to continue to grow together spiritually, our life groups and growth groups and, and things that we do. We need to do them together. In fact, was it last Wednesday night? I can't remember. Uh, listen, if you think just the internet, tell this to your internet church friends. You got some friends, all they, they don't have any accountability to the local church. They get online, they just love Jesus, and they get online and they let people preach to them, minister to them, but they don't have a pastor. They don't don't have a church family and 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 they will be in trouble in the when pressure comes in their life listen we need to grow, do life together life is better together and we've got to build a culture around us called the local church where we can grow spiritually somebody say amen and we need to grow spiritually. You need to grow spiritually. You need a spiritual growth plan. With that in mind, let us pray. I'm going to ask Jim and Trish to take the mic and come. And let's all stand together. Let's just ask God to help us. Everybody say, come on, stand together. Here, uh, y'all thought, oh, I, I thought we're still preaching. Now it's prayer time. Let's stand together. In fact, take somebody by the hand and let's begin to pray and ask God to help us spiritually connect with God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Father, we're you, so Lord. grateful for your mercy today. Yes, we are, Lord. So grateful for who you are in our lives, oh God. Lord, I stand before you declaring that I am what you let me be and what you caused me to be, oh yes, God. Lord, Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Thank Lord, you, Lord, we stand together as a couple and we're going to grow. Yes. Lord, I want to grow individually. I want yes. to grow spiritually. Yes. I want to grow in relationship with you. I want to grow closer to you. Yes, I want to be uh, more like what you want me to be, yes, what you've Lord. determined my destiny to be. Yes, Lord Jesus. But Father, just because I grow, just because Trish grows, doesn't mean the church will grow unless we catch fire, oh God. Lord, Lord one ember can't start a, 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 a cause damage in a forest by itself. But Lord, that one ember can cause a forest fire, Lord, which will burn and consume. Let us be consumed, O God, yes, with Your love. Let us be yeah. consumed with growing in You, O God. Yes, Let Lord this Jesus. church grow according yes. to each one of us as we grow. Father, I ask right now, yes, Lord, Lord, as we're praying this, Lord, yes, let Lord. it sweep over this building yes, right now. Let yes, people Lord. catch this vision yes, right Lord. now. Just begin yes, to pray out loud uh, oh, in your own words and, Lord, and ask God for what you want. Let me grow, oh God. I Hallelujah. Lord, I want to be closer to you. I, I want to hear your word as Lord, as, yes, as I Lord. read your word. Open it up to me, oh God. Yes, help Lord. me to recognize Ooh, what you're you, saying Jesus. to me, what you're saying to the church, oh yes, God. Lord. Help us, oh God, to be yes, what you Lord. want us to be. Lord, we can't yes, cause this church to grow unless we're yes. growing individually, oh God. Yes. Father, I just want to give you praise this morning. Yes, Lord Father, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Father God, I thank you that as we're growing, Father God, that we're growing together, Lord God. That each piece needs to be together, Father God. The hand, the arm, the leg, the foot, Father God. That we're growing together, Father God. And that we're we're bound together here on earth, Father God. And that you're causing it to be that way, Father. That, Lord God, that the unity is here, Father God. That we will grow together in unity in a great way, Father God. And I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our hands and say, Lord, we agree together. We agree together with Jim and Trish right now. We agree together that we're we're not going to set idle, but Lord, we're going to engage you. We're going to engage your word and we're going to grow spiritually. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Somebody say hallelujah and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give him some praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now remain standing. Just remain standing and we're going to move through these. The next prayer directive is not only grow together, but we need to pray over and begin to agree together over a renewed commitment to gather together. Listen, many of us, and I may be preaching to the choir here, many of us, you know, uh, there are those who just hit and miss and we've lost the reality that we need one another and that we need to be together. We're better together. And I'm going to ask Mestia and Aaron. Aaron had to go to work, but Mestia, wherever you are, you come. You got your prayer warrior with you. Come on. Uh, uh, thank you, Salome. Uh, we're going to agree together that, that God would help us with our faithfulness to God at the place of prayer. Hebrews 10, 24 says, Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So much more as you see that day approaching. Let's pray that our church family would catch the importance and the priority of God of being together a, a, as much as possible during the week so we can grow together and be together and encourage one another. Amen. I just want to read this to y'all out of the Amplified because I love how it puts it in terms that we can really wrap our brains around. It says, let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you yes. see the day of Christ's return right. and approaching. Yes, Lord. Right now, God, Lord, we just come together in agreement, yes, Father, for that yes, we, we would, do. Father God, thoughtfully, God, faithfully consider our place to yes, do the Lord. work, God, of your yes, kingdom, God. That's what this place yes, is Lord all Jesus. about, God. This is just a building of more and, and brick, uh, brick and stone, God. But we, the people, are the church, God. And it is through us that you move throughout the earth, God, that you pour your spirit out, that there's yes, deliverance, Lord. God, that there yes, is Lord. healing, that yes, there is Lord. salvation in this yes, house Lord. when we come together, God, Thank that you, we Jesus. can be poured in so we can be poured oh, out God, into, yeah. the, into the community, God. Lord, I pray that every seat in this house would be filled, God, Lord, because Lord. every church chair in this house yes. represents a soul oh, yes, that is Lord. lost and going to yes, hell Lord. and shame on us God that we don't rise up God and do our part right now God we stand in agreement Father light a fire in our hearts oh God break our hearts oh God for what breaks yours oh God that we can do what you've called us to do God we can be the church God we can come together God Lord I thank you God that we would not just think it take it lightly God that when we come to this house that it's important Father that it's not just about coming here to fill ourselves up God it's about to fill ourselves out so we can go out into the world God and we can be used by you God each and every person here has a purpose God each and every person here has a plan that you ordained oh God and I pray God that they would begin to be stirred in their spirit God I pray for boldness to rise up in this house and every person in this place oh God I pray for courage God for witness, God, for uh, God, that they would be encouraged in their jobs to to witness to someone, God, that we'd be encouraged in the community to reach out and invite somebody to church, oh God, Lord, that you're coming back after a people, a church, God, that is ready, God, and we're not ready right now, God, so forgive us, God, help us, Father God, to thoughtfully, 
faithfully yes. be in this house, yes, yes, God, yes, so yes, you can Lord. give us instruction, mm-hmm. oh God, yes, so you can spur us along yes. in love, oh God. Yes. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do, God, yes, and that right now, Father, we're moving forward. We're not looking back. Hallelujah. We're moving forward, that there's better you, days Lord. in this house to come, thank God, you, that your spirit will be poured out in this oh, place, oh God, God. Yes. that freedom will reign in this yes, house, oh God, Lord, and that you are a mighty God, and you're coming back oh, after our people, God, that are busy about your business. I thank you, Father, and I bless you, God. Yes, Lord. Thank Thank you, Jesus. We agree together, Lord. Father, we continue to pray in a special way. I pray that each and every one of you will open our hearts and our minds to God. Yes, Lord. To receive the Lord right now. Yes, Lord. And to know that He has a purpose. That He has called to send us out. Yes. That we will be ready to be sent by him. That we will be ready to work for him. That we will see all around that we have a mission and a purpose for our lives. That we will go around our businesses daily, oh God. Seeking to bring people to his house, oh God. Ready to share him to the world, oh God. Father, we are praying that each and every one of us here will be ready, oh God, to commit, oh God, to bring people to your house in a special way. Let this be our desire that we will sit here and not be people that will seek for ourselves, but be people that will be ready, oh God, to do your will and your purpose. And that will grace the fact that you have brought us here for a purpose, for together. And all of us here will agree to be together. That each and every one of us here will not just be the eye or the hand but will be the hand and the purpose of God will be established in our lives in a special way in his house in Jesus mighty name of God do we pray let your will be done and let this house be filled with the glory of God in Jesus name as we agree together together. amen lift our hands right now and say Lord we agree together the Lord we agree together Lord God that we will gather that our church family will find a renewed compassion and commitment to gather together in this house, Lord. Lord, for those, Lord, I sense an anointing to pray for those that are supposed to be here but are not here. We pray you would bring them by the Holy Spirit. You would draw people from the north, south, east, and west, and our church family would come and find a renewed connection and commitment to the family of God. We bind the devil that is trying to steal people from this vision, and we pray, God, you would restore them. Somebody give him some praise, right? now let's give him praise hallelujah thank you ladies thank you ladies the third prayer directive is this not only should we uh, pray over renewed commitment to grow together and gather together but the third one is give together we need a concerted corporate effort not only to, to, to give occasionally, but become more faithful in our giving. And Josh and Laura are going to come and pray for us. Malachi says, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord. See if I'll not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much so that you cannot contain it. Let me just tell you how it really is today. Just for a moment, you need to know this. Our church family has gone through a season of, we've always had a financial challenge challenges, but particularly a low season financially. We, we a number of months ago had to suspend our mission giving. That breaks my heart. And the first thing I want to do is restore that. We've cut and tweaked and, and tuned. And, 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 and so we just need a financial breakthrough. We need the church family. I'm not asking anybody to give any more. Uh, that's not what this is about. It's connecting with you and all of us together, beginning to pray. Jesus said in John's, uh, Luke 6, 38, he said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Listen today. This is, this is, we're at a place. This is a defining moment where we need God to do a miracle. Josh and Laura are going to pray. Let's agree together that, that God would rally us together as a giving church more so than ever before. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said that freely we have received, yes. oh God. Freely we give. Freely we should give. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, you've given us so much in yes, Christ, Lord. While we were enemies, God, Christ died for us. Oh, Lord. He redeemed us. He gave us eternal life. He, he restored us and reconciled us to You, Lord God. Infinite and valuable glory is ours, oh God. And so, Father,
So, Father, I pray now that you would open our hearts, Lord, to be givers, Lord God. Oh, yes. Father, freely we have received. Freely give, Lord. Father, you you said through your Son, God, that, that how difficult it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, oh God. But with God, all things are possible, Lord. And so, Father, I pray that you would loose us, God, yes, from, from our, our bondage to money, Lord God. Yes, Lord Jesus. Father, that you would loose us, Lord, from our bondage to stuff, Lord God. Father God, that you would free us, Lord, yes, to Lord give Jesus. liberally, yes, Lord God, yes, and Lord. graciously, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray, Father, that, that Lord, that you would that you would just free us, God, to yes, to, to not cling to stuff, Lord God, yes, but to Lord. cling to you, O oh God. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, thank Father, Lord. that in your providence, that all the thank ways you Lord. could have done this world, Lord God, that you you chose to entrust us with money, Lord God. You you chose to entrust us with stuff, Lord God. Not so that we could have more stuff, but so that we could give, Lord. Lord So that through us, Lord God, you you could accomplish your purposes, Lord. Lord. And God, I pray this morning that you would open our eyes. Lord, open our eyes to see, Lord yes, God, Lord. that this life is but a breath, Lord. Lord. Yes, that Lord. The, that the barns and the temples Ooh, and the, and the kingdoms you, that we build, that they will crumble, Lord God. But, Father, that your word and your purpose and your work will last forever, Lord God. And so, Father God, I pray, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, that this church would not, Lord God, store up treasure here on earth, Lord. But, God, that you would lead us by the power of your Holy Spirit. To build up treasure in heaven, O oh God. Thank to not build our kingdoms, Lord God, but to build your kingdom, Lord God. Thank you. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would establish in every heart, Lord God, what we should give. Lord, that we would be filled, Lord God, not in the joy of our stuff, Lord God, but in the joy of Christ and all that He has done for us, Lord, such that it overflows in generosity yes, and love, Lord, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Father God, and in the building of the kingdom, Lord, let that be the defining of our church, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Father, that it's not in, in, in money or in glamour yes, or in stuff, Lord God, but at the, in the obedience yes, of the church, Lord, Lord God, that you gauge you, the, the success of a thank church, you, Lord. Lord. So I just pray that you would begin to move yes. us in this way. Yes. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name this morning, Father yes, God. Lord. Lord, I ask you to just help us to see the bigger picture, Father yes, God. Lord. Help us to stop being narrow-minded and looking at ourselves, Father God, God. but to look out, Father God, to a world that needs you, Father God. And Lord, we know that a seed is just a seed, Father God, unless it's planted in fertile soil, Father God. And we know right now, Father God, that this church and our missionaries are fertile soil for you, Father God. And we just ask you to help us to be that giver, Father God, that you've called us to be, Lord. Help us to remember that giving to your church, Father God, and giving to the needy and giving to our missionaries is what you commanded us to do, Father God. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we want to be what you want us to be, Father God. Help us to just do what you called us to do, Father God, and to be givers into your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and agree together right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. We agree together, and I'm going to pray a special blessing over every tither here today. If you're a tither, that means you give a tenth of all your income to the, to the, to the local church. If you're a tither, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to pray that prayer in Luke 6 over you. Lord, you said, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. You said, Lord, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord, so if I'm not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, Lord, over every tither today. I pray, Lord, that you would begin to make manifest the pouring out of financial blessing and added resources today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise and thank Him. I got one more. Here it is. The last one. It's, it's the most important of all. All of them linked together to this. We need to pray. This is our church prayer directive. A renewed commitment 
to not only grow together and gather together and give together, but to go together. The, the, the Great Commission says go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Michael and Lyric are going to lead us. And I want us to pray that God, as others have already prayed, that God would link our hearts to the world. And we'd begin to see the world in a whole new way and begin to see people come to Christ. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we just thank you so much, Lord, for yes, who you God. are. Lord, and we just thank you for your blood that you poured out for us, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that your blood brings healing and restoration, Lord. But most importantly, Lord, your blood cleanses us of our sins and allows us to spend eternity with you, Jesus. So, Lord, we just thank you for your command that says, go out into all the world and preach the good news, Lord. And we just ask that you would just begin to ignite a fire in us that gives us a desire to reach your children, Lord. Lord, like Miss Dia said, break our hearts for what breaks yours, Lord. And and the lost break your heart. Lord, you want nothing more than to be with your children for all of eternity. So, Jesus, we just ask that... um, the lies of the enemy would leave that would say that because we're not called evangelists that we cannot minister to people lord or maybe that our testimony is too weak to minister to people lord we just thank you that you would just begin to give us boldness lord and that you would just give us words to say that would reach your people jesus and that would draw them closer to you jesus we just thank you that um any um barrier that we would have between other religions maybe if we see a muslim lord and we think that they're a threat lord we just ask that that would be gone in the name of jesus that we would see nothing but your children that need you lord we just thank you for salvation jesus and lord um as we're going through this prayer um series with pastor sam jesus we just ask that you would begin to ignite um a desire to pray for the lost jesus lord this lord we just have become complacent and um lord in our in our prayer lives and so we just ask that you would just begin to ignite in us lord a desire to see your children come to you in the name of jesus yes lord thank you jesus we agree together oh lord jesus we come before you and we ask you that you will burden our hearts Lord, that you will begin to give us a burden yes, for Lord those Jesus. in our community that are yes, that uh, we view as unlovable or unreachable. Lord Jesus, will you give us your heart? When we look on the world, when we look at people in the grocery store, at our jobs, as we drive around on the road, Lord, we will not see just people. We will see your children. We will see them as you see them, Lord. People that are lost and that are dying and that are starving for you, Lord Jesus. Will you give us a burden of love? Father, we thank you that a lover will outwork a worker any day. Lord, I pray that you don't give us a, a, a we, we don't feel obligated, but that we will feel driven. We will feel love for these people, that we will burden and work and strive for them out of love. God, for the homosexuals in our community, Lord Jesus, for those of other religions, Lord, for the transgender community here in Beaumont, Lord Jesus, will you burden our hearts? They are your children. You love them. You desire them, Lord. Will you give us that desire? We pray that you will raise up the spirit of John the Baptist in our hearts, Lord God, that we will be friends of the bridegroom, that we will not be out for the glory of ourselves, but to bring people to you. Lord Jesus, will you raise up Andrews in us, Lord, anywhere that Andrew was mentioned in scripture, he was introducing people to you. And God, I pray that you will raise up that spirit in our lives, that we will be, anytime anyone ever talks about us, it will be, they're always talking about Jesus. They're always introducing people to Jesus. Lord God, we pray that you will stir in us a desire to reach the lost, Lord God. Yes, we want to bring them into our church, but even more so, we want to bring them into your kingdom. Lord God, let us not worry about our our, ourselves. Let us not worry about our pride. Let us not worry about our fears or our nervousness. Lord, will you build up a boldness inside of us to seek the lost and not just if they happen to come across us or maybe if we just happen to feel led in the moment. No. Will we go out into the world, Lord, as we go to lunch today after church, will we be looking for people to pray for? Will we be looking for people to share the love of Jesus? Holy Spirit, I pray that you will you will raise up missionaries out of this body, Lord God. People whose sole purpose in life is to reach the world for you. God, will you stir it in our hearts? Missionaries to go overseas. Missionaries to go into our inner cities, Lord God. Missionaries to go into their families, Lord Jesus. Will you bring them in by the droves, God? Will you let us... Your word says that they will know we are Christians by our love. 
Will you stir up the spirit of love inside of us? Will the fruit of love be born in our lives like never before, Lord Jesus, that we will see the world, we will see the lost, we will see the hurting and look on them with not with not judgment, with not anger, but with love, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Jesus. Stir up love up yes, awaken Lord. love in our hearts, yes, Lord, Lord, for your bride. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus, for your bride. Yes, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you that you are doing these things. You're raising up missionaries. You're raising up hearts that will reach out to the lost. In your name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Let's thank him right now. Father, we lift our hearts and lift our hands to you today. And Lord, over these four prayer directives, the commitment to grow together and gather together and give together and go together. Lord, we this is our focus. This is our heartbeat. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, in this pressure moment, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that this pressure moment we're responding rightly and not reacting, Lord, in fear or, or, or apprehension. But, Lord, we agree together. And, Lord, just like that first century her church prayed, Lord, as they prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the Word of God with boldness. Lord, we just thank you today that you're filling us with the Holy Spirit. You're, Lord, empowering us to press forward. And, Lord, we agree together over all these prayers today. And Lord, we pray and we just press forward into the will of God. We are not looking back, Lord. In this defining moment, we press forward at the place of prayer together. We're better together. And Lord, we pray together and we agree together. And you said, Lord, when we come together in agreement and ask anything that is necessary to accomplish your kingdom purpose, and we come together in agreement, it shall be done for us by our Father in heaven. And so today, we thank you for progress. We thank you Lord, for, uh, for breakthroughs in our midst. Lord, financial breakthroughs, uh, numerical breakthroughs, evangelistic breakthroughs. Lord, we thank you for it today in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. Let's clap our hands and shout unto God and give Him some praise in this house. Thank you, Lord. We're pressing forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.